to another episode of Blitz Bros with your hosts, Ryan Carr and Jordan Norman. Let's go, Blitz Nation! Gobble, dude, it's turkey day, bro. Dude. You had the best gobble. I'm not going to lie. I think you were gobbling pretty good. I've been gobbling for a long time. <laughs> Dude, you gobble so well. Like, I don't know. You must have been gobbling for years now. Yeah. <laughs> as long as I can remember. <laughs> as long as you... Dude, Caleb, we got Caleb with us here this week. Thank you for joining us, my dude. I'm honestly honored to be here, especially for the Thanksgiving episode. Bro, I could not be more thankful for you joining us on this awesome Thanksgiving special episode. Guys, happy Thanksgiving from Blitz Bros to you and from Caleb to you guys as well. Happy Thanksgiving, guys. Thanks for joining us. Um, whether you're listening to this on Thanksgiving or post-Thanksgiving, guys, thank you. This is our Thanksgiving special, and we cannot wait to get into some Turkey Bowl football later this episode. Also, sadly, Jordan is not able to join us today. He is on vacation up in Dallas uh, with his family. And like a schmuck, he forgot to bring his mic, which is totally fine because we got Caleb here who's way better and can give us way better analysis, way better than Jordan. Like, right? Really? Do we even need Jordan? Uh, he serves <laughs> his purpose. <laughs> he serves his purpose. Jordan, you have a good happy Thanksgiving out there just as well as everyone else. And we'll, we definitely miss you. And we're excited to have you back next week. Dude. Caleb, with it being Thanksgiving, what are you most thankful for when it comes to football? You know, I'm most thankful for the 2006-2007 NFL season. That was the year the Patriots went undefeated, went to the Super Bowl against the underdog Giants, and the Giants won it all. But also, it was like my first exposure to football in general, and I became like a diehard fan of certain players and teams that year and really fell in love with football. And really, it's the reason I still watch it to this day. And I became a diehard fan of Brett Favre, who, personal life aside, was a really fun player and honestly defined everything that I loved about the sport. And even now, when I'm looking at guys that play today, if there's a player that reminds me of Brett Favre, I tend to really like that player. and I can't help but root for him because he captured a lot of what I loved about the sport. So I'm grateful for that 06 07 season because it was a ton of fun, but also, you know, for Brett Favre and his career that he had, his football career. Dude, that is that that is definitely worthy of being thankful for. I'm thankful for you for sharing that thankfulness. Dude, we, we gotta stop saying thankful. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I appreciate you sharing that, dude. Yes, I am probably most I'm definitely most thankful for the referees. No, yeah. Probably, yeah, no, probably probably not. <laughs> Forget the zebras, am I right? Dude. Um yeah, I mean, I in a way I'm thankful. I'm thankful for I mean, I could obviously say Seahawks. Um the 2012 season is what really like 2012-2013 having the Seahawks go back to back to a Super Bowl. Like me growing up in Seattle, being from Seattle, being a uh, Seahawks fan my whole life, like They've been mediocre most of my life. I mean, yeah, we had Matt Hasselback. We had a couple good years. We uh, Matt Hasselback took us to the Super Bowl in 08, um, and but we lost to the Steelers. That was a dumb game. But, I mean, like, once Russell Wilson and Pete Carroll came along and Marshawn Lynch, like, 
it, it just skyrocketed my love for football. So I'm just, I'm grateful for the Seahawks organization. Super grateful for Pete Carroll. I'll probably, I'll probably share my most gratitude for Pete Carroll. Like I, I love Pete Carroll. I think he's a phenomenal coach. One of my favorite coaches out there, just over on the sideline, chomping on gum, like every, every game. So like, <laughs> I'm thankful for that gum that's always in his mouth because it really gets him going. You know, yeah, it's 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 pretty intense. Like he, he <laughs> yeah. murders that gum. He gobbles that gum. Let me tell you, <laughs> he is an all-time gobbler. He's probably where I learned gobbling from. Dude, that is that if that's where you learn it from, man, you learn it from the best. Pete Carroll gobbles that gum like it's nothing, bro. <laughs> You know, it's funny because my dad is from California, and so we grew up watching USC. I'm an ASU guy myself, but my brothers all like USC because my dad liked USC. And that was like when Pete Carroll was at USC was most of my childhood. And uh, so they're huge fans of Pete Carroll, but I've been watching him chomp on that gum for a long, long time. (laughs) Was he a gobbler back in college too? Like I didn't watch him in college. I feel like I wouldn't have noticed it as a kid. But subliminally, I think I picked up on it. Yeah, I mean, you don't really pick that up in the NFL. I feel like that's like a lifelong thing, like just gobbling on gum. Gobble, gobble, yeah, he didn't like, just start gobbling. He is a gobbler. You don't just like, you're born a gobbler, you know? Yeah, you either got the gobble in you or you don't. Or you don't. <laughs> He's got a nice gobble, let me tell you. Bro, <laughs> moving on to freaking, dude, we had some crazy games this last week. Um. Again, I wanted to say I apologize for being out last week, um, last week's episode. I really appreciate Jordan and Caleb still picking up on this um, this last week. Um, I was out of state, out of town, but and I will not reveal why yet. Is I've got some crazy, amazing news that will that will definitely come out next week. We'll definitely we'll definitely announce next week what I've been up to. Like it's try to guess because I promise you won't guess it. Caleb knows. But we're not going to announce it yet. We want Jordan to be here. Um, but what I experienced, what I experienced last week, is a life change. Like it's, it is crazy. Can't wait to tell you guys. So stay tuned next week to find out where one of your Blitz Bros has been. But um, so I apologize for not being here last week. But I did watch quite a few games as much as I could. We had some crazy games, dude. Um, what's one game off the top of the list that you really that blew you away? The Cowboys Vikings blew me away, yes. and. I picked the Cowboys. I didn't think they would win this convincingly, but I just had felt, hey, the Vikings have stolen some games, especially the week before, and the Cowboys lost to a team that they shouldn't have lost to. It was also because Jordan and I had talked about we hoped the Packers were not back on track. So seeing the Packers lose and the Cowboys win in a convincing way showed me, okay, Cowboys are legit. They are a good team. And two, the Packers were not back. The Cowboys were just slacking the week before and let an all-time great quarterback beat them. So, you know, that's a, that was one game that really stood out to me, though. 40-3, to three, they put up just a crazy amount of yards on the Vikings, completely shut their offense down. Justin Jefferson was a non-factor. Kirk Cousins couldn't move the ball at all. And they put a lot of points on what's been a solid defense. They haven't been elite, but they've been a solid defense. So that was a really, really impressive game to me. It wasn't like a game of the week necessarily, but if I were a Cowboys fan, that would be like game of the year. So it's funny that you say that because according to the NFL, that was the game of the week. Like going into that week, that was they they advertised that. 
it wasn't prime time like it wasn't sunday night football or anything it was like a 4 30 game eastern time that was the game of the week and the funny thing is that got that game because the cowboys were destroying the vikings so bad that game got taken off the air and they put on the uh steelers the steelers Bengals game i yeah. don't know if you realize that were you watching that game live the oh cowboys i was game? yeah and did the TV randomly switch to Bengals Steelers? It did indeed. Yeah. So that was the game of the week. And the Vikings did so bad. They took that game off air because people were tuning out, not watching it anymore because the Cowboys were already destroying the Vikings. They took it off air and switched it to the Bengals chart, like Steelers. Like going from seeing the Cowboys to then like Kenny Pickett throwing the ball around. Like, I mean, that's not the game of the week. Like I want to see the Cowboys, you know, like. That was a crazy game that it it was doing so bad that it got taken off the air. Like, that's crazy. Even in the Dallas market, it still was taken off the air. Yeah, it's like, pretty, it's insane. Yeah, so great game, great job to the Cowboys. Um, I, I'm sorry, I did pick the Vikings. I wish I picked the Cowboys, but now I'm a full believer. I mean, because the Vikings are good. They're not a bad team. They were leading the NFC, if I if I am corrected. Like, I'm pretty sure. No, Eagles. Eagles are ahead. But um, Vikings are up there. But now Cowboys, um, I think they're legit. They are the real deal. Taking out the Vikings. Vikings are not a bad team. This doesn't mean the Vikings are a bad team. After Yeah, it's only loss. like their second loss. Yeah, so, it is. Yeah. It doesn't mean the Vikings are out. It doesn't mean they're bad now. It just means the Cowboys defense showed up. And their offense showed up. Like Cowboys beat them forty to three. That's crazy. So, I I suffered from that loss. I had Justin Jefferson on uh, my fantasy team, and uh, yeah, so he got me zero points. Pretty yeah, I had Kirk Cousins. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, I had Kirk Cousins in one of my other leagues. So not the best, but um, dude, another game I really want to talk about is the Chiefs, um, beating the Chargers. So did you watch that game? Yeah, I was actually about to bring that one up if you didn't. Yeah, crazy game. I don't know if you knew this stat or not. Crazy stat, crazy fact. Are you ready for this? So Mahomes is 25 he's now 25 and 0 in November and December. 25 and 0. So last year, all of November, all of December undefeated. This year in November, still undefeated. So no- November and December, Mahomes is Mahomes. 25 and 0. That's crazy. Chiefs are now eight and two. Like I'm, I'm hoping that record still stands because if it does, you'd pick the Chiefs every time now. Because like, Mahomes is not gonna. Mahomes is Mahomes in November and December. That's crazy. That's where I'm at in this season, where there's only a handful of teams that I trust to pick every single week, regardless of the matchup, and they're one of those where I say, hey, this is a tough game because the Chargers, hey. They, they aren't the best team in the league, but they're a pretty solid team. They've got uh, a lot of firepower on both sides of the ball, quite frankly. But and they were playing on their home field. But I still was pretty confident in the Chiefs to win that game. Even down the stretch when the Chargers should have had the game, I was like, yeah, I feel like the Chiefs are going to win this. I would have been very surprised if they didn't. Yeah, yeah. What blew me away is that Chiefs, so Chiefs offense, Patrick Mahomes still destroys all of his receive all of his main top receivers. They're all out. They're all injured. He had like backups on palm, backups on receivers. I mean, if if he didn't have Travis Kelsey, I guess you could say then maybe 
maybe he wouldn't be able like because all those touchdowns are going to Travis Kelsey. So Travis Kelsey's destroying it. Without Travis Kelsey, it would definitely be a lot harder. But because he still got him, Mahomes is still able to work his magic. And the Chiefs defense, their corners and safeties are a lot of them are rookies and they're still destroying it. So to hold back the Chargers from winning the game, because the Chargers, they have a, a number one running back, um, Austin Eckler, number one in fantasy, number one overall. Like he is a good running back. And to be able to stop him and stop Justin Herbert and still get the dub for the Chiefs, like that's that's phenomenal. Very good for the Chiefs. No, for sure. It's a it's an impressive win. And I think it's also something that we talked about the Chargers of how because Jordan's not totally sold on their coach and I'm not either. And yeah. remember, we had that debate about like elite coach versus elite player or elite quarterback. What's more important? And I had said, let's look at where the Titans are at at the end of the season as opposed to the Chargers. And like in the same week, we saw the Titans winning a pretty close game against a good team. And then you have the Chargers who had every reason to win that game down the stretch and they just couldn't finish it out. And so, yeah. I mean, not, not, not to toot my heart, but that's just what I had felt is that in the regular season, especially coaching really matters. And you look at Andy Reid's team because that's, you mentioned that 25 and 0 stat for Patrick Mahomes. And that is a Mahomes stat for sure. But a big part of it too is hey, that's Andy Reid's team and yeah. his team is getting it done in November, December every year. So, you know, Mahomes is for sure, but it's also just their collective team is pulling out these wins. And it's just a testament to them being a really well-coached squad. Yeah, no, I fully agree with that. Like it's, I, I love that debate. Like is, do you need a better coach or a better quarterback? So I think it's a great debate. Um, I don't think it'll ever really be settled, but you, you have good sides to both sides of the debate, but yeah, thanks for bringing that back up. Dude, another crazy, not crazy game, but crazy player that I want to like bring out in the spotlight. Dude, Amari Cooper on the Browns. Um, this week the Browns played the Bills. Bills beat the Browns, but the Browns were they were the Browns were giving the Bills a good fight. Um, this was Sunday morning football. It was a great game, but I just want to I know I know Jordan would appreciate this because Amari Cooper comes from the Cowboys. He he Jordan is a big Amari Cooper fan. I have Amari Cooper in one of my fantasy leagues. I don't know if it's this one. I think Jordan might already have Amari Cooper in our league. But anyways, Amari Cooper, freaking, he destroyed this week with um playing against the Bills defense. Like, he was getting open. He was catching some bombs, some touchdowns. Like, Amari Cooper, I loved watching him this week. He was phenomenal. Yeah, I'm a big Cooper fan, too. I actually used to draft uh, Des Bryant in one of the first couple rounds every year. And then after Des Bryant, it became Amari Cooper was the guy that I was drafting. And it's just, I don't know. I, I've the Cowboys receivers, their number one guy, they've always produced regardless yeah. of who's coaching or who's under center. They've always produced pretty well. And I think Cooper yeah. had kind of a down year last year. And I think we're seeing that it was also maybe a little bit on the side of Dak Prescott having a down year because Cooper's played pretty well in Cleveland. He's been a little up and down, but he's had some really good weeks and they don't really have the strongest quarterback playing there right now. I mean, they're still yeah. rolling with their backup. So Right. And Deshaun Watson will be back week fourteen. So in two weeks. This is this is week twelve. And so in two weeks, week week fourteen we'll have Deshaun Watson back, whether you like it or not. Like whether you're for him or against him, he'll be back on the Browns. And so 
I would I would say he's um, Deshaun Watson is going to be better than Jacoby Brissett. So we might see we might see Amari Cooper go up in stats, but he's already doing really phenomenal with Jacoby Brissett. I think Jacoby Brissett is a great quarterback. So we'll see. We might have a quarterback battle, but I'm excited. I'm excited f- not for Deshaun Watson, but for him to come back and produce really well for the Browns, if that makes sense. Like I'm not a big fan of him, but I'm a big fan of like how good he is, if that makes sense. Yeah, he's he's an incredible talent. And yeah. you look at what he was doing in Houston with one of the worst O-lines in the league with yes. kind of a mess in the coaching department. And yeah, their team overall was just a mess. And he really produced really well. Never had a solid running game there, to my recollection. Had some decent receivers that went in and out over time. But yeah, he's, a, he's an incredible talent. And in Cleveland with Kevin Stefanski, and that running game and Cooper playing still really well, it could be a scary offense. Yeah, no, I, I mean, I'm excited to see what the offense will look like with Deshaun Watson back. Like if they're, if they're playoff caliber or if it's going to take another year till next year for them. But, um, dude, another game I wanted to talk about the Patriots versus jets. Um, I almost brought week. that one up, dude. Glad we're talking about it. What did you want to say about it? Well, I thought there's I thought the post game is kind of the story in that yes. Zach Wilson was asked because the Jets put up three points for anyone that didn't follow that game. They three put up points. three points and they lost 10 to three. It was a punt return touchdown at the end of the game because the Jets went what three and out with under a minute left and yeah. punted and the punt was returned for a touchdown. They lost. So mm-hmm. their actual defense only gave up three points to the Patriots. There was a special teams touchdown to win the game, but their defense really only gave up three and their offense only put up three points. And they asked Zach Wilson if he felt essentially any, not responsibility, but if he felt that they let the defense down today and he immediately just said, no, it's crazy. And I guess that didn't rub too many people the right way. Obviously, did it rub like what way do you like to be rubbed? Like, not that way. Not that way. Was that not rubbing you the right way? No, no. Yeah, that's that's not the way I'm liking to be rubbed. Yeah, that's, there's a particular way I like to be rubbed. And for me, yeah, that was not the right way for me either. No, so, and it seemed to be the case for a lot of the Jets players. They were not liking the way Zach was rubbing them. And oh my God. <laughs> that, yeah, yeah, you said it. Yeah. So, but that's, and the thing is, someone had said, this is the type of answer you'd expect from Aaron Rodgers, which is true because Aaron Rodgers is the ultimate not take any blame for anything guy. Yeah. But Aaron Rodgers is an all time talent, so he can get away with it. He's proven himself. Zach Wilson went out there and proved nothing. He put zero points on the board. The kicker put on three points, but Zach Wilson put nothing on the board. The defense kept so many points off the board so the defense was out there kicking like kicking the the patriots butts like um stopping them for sure and then for zach wilson and the offense to do nothing for the defense you know like yeah and and then after that like you said he gets asked do you feel like not responsible but yeah like do you feel like you let them down like what you said and for him to straight up be like no 
a lot of people this week are hating on Zach Wilson because he didn't stand up. Because like you had the coach right before Zach Wilson, you had the coach, you had the coach Robert Sala. He was like, dude, this is garbage. This is trash. This is not how the Jets play. This is this is not how we play, and we need to do better, offense and defense. Offense really. And then you had um, Garrett Wilson, their one of their top wide receivers in the locker room, saying, "Yeah, we messed up. I messed up. Um, I take accountability. Like this needs to do better." And then Zach Wilson, their leader, the guy who's supposed to be leading, goes and says, "Nope, we didn't let him down. Our offense didn't let him down. Nope." And it's like, dude. You did let him down. Your defense is what was keeping you guys in the game. So like it's but yeah, your entire job is to move the ball and put your team yeah. in the best position to win. And you didn't move the ball. You didn't put any points on the board. And you went three and out in a really key moment where you punted it back to them and they returned it for a touchdown. You lost like you constantly put your team in a bad position and they only still at the end of the day, it's like with that touchdown in the last seconds, there were 10 points in total scored by the New England Patriots. Any other week, that would be a loss for the New England Patriots if they scored only 10 points. For any team, it's a loss. You score 10 points, you're going to lose. Mm-hmm. So, you know, yeah, their defense did not, uh, their defense did not deserve that loss. They deserved to win. And no. honestly, if you look at, them week to week they've been winning because of their defense and then it was also there was that Brees hall hot streak right before he got hurt yep where Brees hall was the entire offense he was accumulating like 150 Mm -hmm. to 200 yards of offense a game and then their defense was scoring touchdowns or just putting them like right on the goal line where zach wilson was throwing like 12 passes for 100 yards and they were putting up like 30 points in a week and it's just because he didn't have to do anything so it's like, you know, they have the weapons on offense. Their O-line is not good. Their play calling is not always perfect. But at the same time, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, Corey Davis, Tyler Conklin, that's a good receiving core right there. That's more weapons than a lot of guys have. He didn't quite have all of those last year, but he's got them this year. And even without Brees Hall, Michael Carter's a decent running back. He's not the best, but he's decent. And then they've, they got uh, James Robinson that they traded for. He's a good running back. I like James Robinson. I think he's phenomenal. So, yeah, I agree with you. He has everything he needs. He's got one of the best defenses in the league, surprisingly. Like, they're doing so good this year. They might honestly be the best defense. I mean, there's only a couple other contenders. One's the Cowboys, who just held the Vikings to three. But I'm looking at the Jets as a defense that they just make plays, man. Like, they, they don't just stop teams from scoring. They're putting their offense in the best positions yep. to win these games. Yeah. All right, dude. So last last game of week 11, Monday Night Football, we had 49ers at the Cardinals. That was a, I mean, I don't want to say it was a crazy game, but like 49ers were dominating that whole time. Like the Jimmy Garoppolo and um, Elijah Mitchell's back and uh, George Kittle just tearing it up. Brandon Ayuk and then the 49ers defense. Like it was a good game. 49ers look really good. Yeah, they're a scary team at this point because we were talking about last week how their offense hasn't entirely clicked with their new weapons, but it's still looking pretty good. And now they just had a week where they dog walked the Cardinals and 
They've got, yeah, Elijah Mitchell. He's a great running back. And then you got Christian McCaffrey, who is a good running back. And he's also an incredible pass catcher. Exactly. And then you got Debo, who, yeah, he's a wide receiver, but they use him as a running back a lot because he's so good with the ball in his hands. And you got a few other guys. like they, There's just so many guys that can do so many things in their offense. Jimmy G only has to be okay, and their offense can put up 30 a week. That's just yeah. how loaded they are. I mean, even the Panthers, they had no good quarterbacks for years or just all mediocre quarterbacks, and they would put up points when Christian McCaffrey was playing. They only won games yeah. when he was playing. And so it's like you got him, you got George Kittle, you got Debo Samuel, you got Elijah Mitchell, you got Brandon Ayuk. That's just crazy. Dude, not going to lie. So I'm not surprised that they they finally clicked because I was just waiting with – with them finally adding Christian McCaffrey, like that was the last straw that was like, all right, this is a legit team. Like this is a beast team for sure, stacked 100%. And I feel like that's been the 49ers, um, kind of like their who they've been recently. Especially with, that's that's been Jimmy Garoppolo's story. Like he's he's been on a stacked team. 49ers have been stacked with Jimmy G these last like few years. I feel like the, the 49ers have brought him to the Super Bowl. I don't think Jimmy G, maybe this is a hot topic. I don't think Jimmy G brought the 49ers to like the AFC last year. I don't think they he brought them to a Super Bowl uh, a few years ago. I think it was the 49ers bringing him. I think he's a pretty decent quarterback. He makes good decisions every once in a while, but I don't think he's that. I don't think he's like a hot shot. I don't think he's like one of the best quarterbacks out there. I don't think he's the best quarterback the 49ers have had, but I think he's on a really good team, and all it takes is a pretty good quarterback, a decent quarterback, kind of like what you said, to make the team excel even more. You know, I mean, maybe you disagree. No, I do. I think he is the type of quarterback that you see winning a Super Bowl because he doesn't have to be the best quarterback ever. You just need him to play well at the right time, and he tends to do that. He's played yeah. pretty well in the playoffs. He's had some, you know, moments where you could say he's a choker. Yeah, that's that's fair. He's not the best quarterback out there, but he's played pretty well in select games, and some of those games have been big playoff games. And at this point, he's got so many weapons, and their defense has a ton of playmakers on it too. So they're just a team that can win in a lot of different ways now where he only has to play pretty well. And even come playoff time, you really only need the guy to play well for what three games. And yeah. even then sometimes you win playoff games where your quarterback doesn't even play that well. So you just need him yeah. to play above his usual level in maybe two out of three games. And you could win a super bowl like that. Yeah. I think at this point you just need him to make really good decisions. No throwing interceptions, no fumbling the ball. And I think the 49ers can go really far. I think they'll really have to rely more. I mean, they have a phenomenal offense, but in in a lot of ways, I think, and this is also debatable, but I think in a lot of ways, defense wins games. So, like, I think the 49ers really need to also rely on their defense to, they've been doing great, but, like, they have to keep doing great. Because Jimmy G and the offense can only take them so far, especially Jimmy G can only take them so far. I think the defense needs to be stellar if they want to make it far in the playoffs, which they have been doing really good. So I wouldn't be surprised. 
The other thing that I would be concerned about with them, if I were a fan of this team, this is all I'd be thinking about the closer we get to postseason is George Kittle is on the injury report about 90% of every season. Not to say he misses 90% of games, but he's always on the injury report. And Christian McCaffrey is a huge fan of seeing his name on the injury report. (laughs) Yeah. uh, And, And also... Debo Samuel sometimes. Debo Samuel, I had him last year in fantasy, and I have him again this year. I remember last year, he was a game-time decision probably in six or seven different games, and I think he played in almost all of those, but he was on the injury report. So they just have a lot of guys where I worry, because they just got Elijah Mitchell back, but Elijah Mitchell got injured and missed a good month or two of the season. So... They have a lot of really good players, but they also happen to be guys that get hurt pretty often. I don't know what they're doing in terms of strength and conditioning over there, but <laughs> it's not quite getting the job done. So Yeah, no, I think Jordan and I, we've talked about this at the beginning of the season. The 49ers could be really good if they stay healthy when it matters. They're doing decent. They have a good record right now. They are now... I think they're 6-4. and four. Yeah, right now they're 6-4. and four. So if they can keep winning every game after this, I mean, obviously, as a Seahawks fan, I don't want to see them keep winning games because I want the Seahawks at the top of the division. But like I said, if the 49ers can keep winning games and stay healthy, they're going all, um, all the way to the playoffs easily. So like you said, they just need to stay off the injury report and um, – yeah, maybe rub themselves the right way in in during practice to make sure their physical therapy is going good. That's know? that's key. And also, look, the Rams lost again. The Cardinals lost again. They both suck, man. I mean, I've known <laughs> this about the suck. Cardinals because they were so bad in the second half of last season, and they just have not really looked like a good team for most of this year. And there were a lot of and Cardinals they have so fans. Many weapons. They have so many weapons. They do. And there were Cardinals fans, though, after last week where they beat a Rams team that sucks, quite frankly. I mean, it's that's look, they they aren't good. They just lost to the um, Saints, who have not been a good team. And not just that, they let the Saints put up a ton of points on them. The Saints put up, what, 27? That's probably double what they're averaging as a team. So, Yeah. yeah, but Colt McCoy had a decent game last week. And there were a bunch of Cardinals fans that are like, you know, maybe Colt McCoy is better than Kyler Murray. And I was like, are you guys serious? And I think this week really showed that where it's like, hey, look, he's got weapons out there. DeAndre Hopkins out there. Greg Dorch had a great game. James Conner was playing, even though I think he had a not so great game. But he had weapons out there and they put up 10 points. So I don't know. It's just one of those that, say there are problems deeper than quarterback here. And Colt McCoy is a great backup quarterback. They put up 10 points. So obviously they caught lightning in a bottle the week before, but there are deeper issues than quarterback here. The quarterback is not the reason they aren't putting points up. So yeah, it just, it blows me away that going into this season, I thought it was going to be the opposite. I thought Seahawks would be at the very bottom of the division, and I thought uh, 49ers would be not too high after that because they were going into the season with Trey Lance, um, a lot of injured people. Like I wasn't expecting the 49ers to go very well because they had a rookie quarterback and injured players. But now you got Seahawks on top, 49ers in second, and then 
um, Rams and Cardinals like at the bottom. Like they Rams and Cardinals were supposed to be the better teams this year, but just have fallen and broken. It's so, so rare you see a defending Super Bowl champ be one of the worst teams in the league. And yeah. every week I still pick them to win because I'm like, yeah, but it's the Rams. They've got it's, all these good players and to, yeah. I just can't. Yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. And every year I'm like, all right, this is going to be the year where the Cardinals just go off. And it's like, they have all the weapons. They have what they need, but they're just not playing with um, what they need, I guess. So, And, and they just extended their coach and GM last offseason. So to fire them would be a massive waste of money because those guys are still guaranteed their money. So essentially you'd be hiring a coach that is less proven because you don't have to pay him as much. And you're kind of and, just going to continue this cycle because you also have a ton of money tied into Kyler Murray. Exactly. And yeah, you just signed him a fat paycheck too. And, and hey, Debo Samuel. I think Kyler can be really, really good. And we've seen him be really good. There are times where he's having like last season, he looked like the MVP of the league, a good almost halfway through the season. And then yep. he went out hurt the team kind of kept rolling and he came back and they were pretty bad when he came back and yeah. they just never have found a rhythm since then. And yeah, there's coaches that I would love to see in Arizona and I just don't see it happening because they've invested so much money into cliff Kingsbury. And so, yeah, it's a shame, but no, don't want to, don't want to whine about my Cardinals too much. <laughs> no, I mean, you have every right to be because everyone's asking the same questions. What is it about the Cardinals that's just not clicking? Because they should be a way better team, not the bottom of the division, especially with the Seahawks, who no one expected to be up so high. So it's like, where are the Cardinals? Why are they not like the Seahawks? And I, it sounds terrible. I'm kind of rooting for them to lose games at this point. I wanted to get to a point where the owner has no choice but to say things need to change. And I don't care yeah. if that is... Well, you can't really like send Kyler Murray away. There's no one that's going to trade for a massive contract. That just can't really happen. But you got to look at your coaching staff. I felt this was a year where there were changes they could have made while still retaining Cliff and made it a prove it year for him. But instead, they decided he didn't need to prove it. They were going to give him this massive extension. And now you're kind of stuck paying the guy whether you like it or not. And it's yeah. just bad it's bad yeah no i mean i mean just just to end i just want to say like yeah like like with the seahawks like we i was also rooting for the seahawks just to to lose a bunch of games too because i wasn't expecting much from this season but now with them winning all these games i'm like all right well you're kind of at a point right now where you can't lose any games so it's like guys just keep winning games you know so I understand where your headspace is at because that's where I was at with the Seahawks at the beginning of the season. But now I'm like, all right, we're at the top of the division. We got to keep winning games. Like we got to keep going. So it would be dope for the Seahawks to at least make it to the playoffs. So we'll see what happens. But dude, um, coming, uh, moving forward, we got a great episode with us. Um, we got a great episode coming coming ahead. We, we will be going into our weekly picks. We'll be hitting finally after a while. We'll finally be hitting bench or ball, our fantasy football segment, one of my favorites. And then we will be ending with our QB blitz with me and Caleb. And guys, Caleb, should we just should we just get right into our weekly picks? Let's get after it. Let's gobble these picks. Let's gobble these picks. It's time for your weekly picks on the Blitz Bros. 
All right, we got our weekly picks coming, dude. I I love this part of the segment. Like, if I were a listener, this is what I would be here for. But luckily, I am a I am a non-listener. I mean, I listen to your words, so I guess I'm a listener to Caleb. Does that put me as a listener, I guess? I think that puts you as a listener. Yeah. But you're you're a better gobbler than I am a listener, so that's the thing. The, the gobbling is that's my department. I'm, I'm the gobbler here. You're you're the listener. You're yeah, the listener. I will listen to you gobble any day if that makes if that makes it better, dude. We got a great week twelve of matchups coming up at us. Um, we got our Blitz Nation picks. So thank you guys for getting in your picks for this week. Um, you guys you guys had some great picks. So I'm excited to talk about that. And to preface. To preface, there are no teams on a buy this week. Everyone is locked and loaded. Full blitz coming at us this week. No one's on a buy. Everyone's playing this Thanksgiving weekend, which makes the weekend so much better. I am thankful for football on Thanksgiving. We got three games coming at us Thursday. Thursday morning, um, afternoon, and evening. And then a full schedule Sunday and then Monday night football. Like We got a lot of football this week, dude. Are you excited for that? Oh, I'm pumped. Yeah. Do you, uh, on Thursday, on Thanksgiving, like, does your family watch the games? Do you guys have it on, like, on the TV all day? Or, like, what are you guys usually doing? Yeah, usually I watch the first two games, at least the first one and a half, and then we go out to my grandparents uh, to hang out with all my cousins. And usually we show up probably around the second half of the second game. And so we watch that and then sometimes we'll watch the nighttime one depending on who is playing yeah we aren't usually that invested in the nighttime one though but the morning and afternoon we always watch those together gotcha no that that makes sense um for me um especially recently my my brothers and i have been getting together a big group of people big group of friends every morning at like six or seven depending on the time um we'll go out and play some football some like flag football some like real fun turkey bowl stuff like i love that i love football so we'll go out play some football come back rinse off get some good get get ready just in time for some good turkey have the food out for the whole rest of the day just in time for some sunday morning football or sorry thursday morning football and then we'll we'll pretty much have the games on the whole rest of the day we won't necessarily like watch it unless it's a good game or a good matchup, you know, but it'll be on in the background. We'll play some board games. We'll like hop in the pool because it's we're in Florida. So we will hop in the pool or whatever, play some more football out in the backyard. But like, yeah, that's kind of like what our day looks like. So um, super fun. I look forward to it so much. I, I definitely get didn't get enough like cardio workout before to prep for the turkey bowl. So hopefully I'm not dying by like after the first drive. <laughs> See, I, I hung it up on turkey bowls because, uh, yeah, I just, I, I can't risk the injury, man. I get you, bro. It's not worth the injury, but when it comes to turkey bowl, like, dude, you got to go all in. Like, you, like you're in the Super Bowl. Like, that's how we play. <laughs> nah, dude, hopefully no one gets injured. Knock on wood. There we go. No one's getting injured, bro. Dude, we got a good matchup coming up. First game, Thursday morning, Bills at Lions. Who you got, dude? I got the Bills. I got to say, look, I looked at this matchup and said, why do the Lions get screwed so bad? Do their fans deserve this? Because it's not just that they aren't a good team. It's that even when they were okay, 
they would get matched up against teams on Thanksgiving where they didn't have a chance at beating them. Even when they were okay, they had played like the Green Bay Packers when Green Bay Packers were at their best on Thanksgiving one year. And I just said, that's just mean, man. Because they're, they're not even a bad team at this point, but you're putting them against one of the best teams in the league. Of course <laughs> yeah. they're going to lose. I know. Like, there's, and I, and I hate saying this, but there is no way the Bills are going to Detroit and beating the Lions. Like, if that happens, I'm questioning my, my own gobble. Like, you know, like I'm questioning how the gobble works because there's no way the Bills are coming to beat the Lions. So I, I went Bills. Blitz Nation went Bills. You went Bills. It's a full house on Bills. But like, yeah, it's the yeah, it's the Bills. It's yeah. the Bills. There's there's no way. Go Josh Allen. Let's go. Okay, next game Thursday afternoon. We got Giants at Cowboys. Cowboys tend to play. I don't know if it's like a like a standard, but I feel like the Cowboys are always playing on Thanksgiving. I feel like yeah, they they always play the afternoon game. Yeah, yeah. So it's a great game, great matchup. We got Giants at Cowboys, home for the Cowboys. I think this is a fun matchup. Giants have been really good throughout the season, but have been kind of slipping in these last few games. But now the Cowboys have been on fire. So is this an easy matchup for the Cowboys? I don't think so at all. And honestly, even when the Cowboys are good, they don't always play that well on Thanksgiving. So this is actually an interesting game. I picked the Cowboys, but there's a good chance the Giants come in and beat them. And also, the Cowboys just put up 40 points last week, which, yeah, super impressive. But it's really rare that a team puts up 40 and then hangs another 30 the next week. Yeah. Sometimes you, it's almost like fool's gold where everything everything that was working the week before is not quite working the next week. So the offense kind of stalls for at least a good chunk of the game. And they know they don't quite find the rhythm until sometimes too late. So this is one I think will actually be a really good game. I'd be surprised if the Cowboys easily won this one, but I did pick them to win it. I, I picked Cowboys as well. The thing that makes me most excited about this game is because it's a, um... It's a divisional game, divisional rivalry, and um, divisional games are always good. Like you could be at the bottom of your division, and because it's a divisional game, it's going to be a good game because um, they'll put up a fight. So Giants know the Cowboys very well, very familiar with them, very familiar with Dallas. So I think it'll be, I think it'll be a great matchup. I think it'll be also close. I went Cowboys. Blitz also went Cowboys, so it's a full house blitz of a full house, full house on Cowboys. Um, so I yeah. think a lot of people, myself included, just have a hard time picking the Giants confidently. Like they're this good team, even though so far they have been a good team. Yeah, it's just hard to imagine them as one because they've been so bad in well, recent like, years. What kind of made me kind of persuaded me against the Giants because the Giants just lost to the Ravens at home last week. And like we've said, the Lions aren't bad, but the Giants should have beat the Lions at home. So with them losing recently, I don't have much confidence in them right now. I love Saquon Barkley. I love him. But um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. So I got Cowboys. I think that'll be a great game, but yeah. Next game, we got Patriots at Vikings. Dude, was this a hard pick for you? Not so much. I, I picked the Vikings, and it's kind of for 
similar reasons that I had picked the Cowboys the week before against the Vikings. As I just said, I feel like they need a bounce back after a bad loss. Not that losing to the Cowboys is a bad loss, but losing the way they did is a very bad loss. So I think that they come out and look a lot sharper this week. And the only thing that concerns me a bit is Kirk Cousins in primetime. He is not always great in those primetime games. But I am still going Vikings on this one. Dude, that is exactly why I picked the Patriots because Kirk Cousins is one of the worst quarterbacks in primetime. Not that he's bad, but he never wins in primetime. So one of the worst, I don't know what it is. I can't remember the stat, but he's one of the worst. So I will almost never pick him in primetime. But that wasn't the leading factor. For me, the leading factor in this pick, um, as I picked the Patriots, Patriots defense, I think this is going to be a Vikings offense versus Patriots defense game the whole through and through. Patriots offense doesn't really speak out to me that much. Vikings defense doesn't really do much for me. So I think with the phenomenal Vikings offense versus one of the best defenses in the league, Who's gonna come? Who's gonna come out on top? I think it's gonna be a big defense fight for the Patriots, but I think the defense Patriots, with their coach Belichick, is gonna do just a little bit better against the Vikings to out coach them, out defense the Vikings. I picked uh, Patriots on this. Blitz went Vikings with you, so I'm a lone wolf over here. I don't, I don't have Jordan's picks, so I'm not sure what he picked, but um, yeah. All right. Yeah, yeah. So we'll see what happens. Um, next game, first game of Sunday morning, we got Bucks at Browns. This one was actually a little tough for me because the Browns put up a good fight against the Bills last week. Um, and the Bucks, the Bucks are coming off of a bye. And statistically, teams team teams tend to do really well when they're coming off of a bye. It's not always true, but um, I'm believing on the Bucks on this one because they they cut they beat the Seahawks in Germany two weeks ago. That was a big game for them. They're on, I think, a two-game win streak, something like that. Like the Bucks need to keep winning. And I think they're in full-on fight mode going to the playoffs. Like they're on full-on fight mode. I don't think they're gonna let the Browns get in their way. So I got Bucks winning this. Yeah, I picked the Bucks for a similar reason. I think the Browns are a okay team, and I think the Bucks are just an okay team, but they do really, really need this game. Not that the Browns don't, but I kind of just have more faith in a desperation mode Tom Brady Buccaneers team than in a Jacoby Brissett Browns team. Yeah, I think at this point, Bucks have more playoff hope, playoff energy in them. Like you said, they're not the best team. They're not, they're a pretty average team right now. They're playing not the greatest, but I think they have so much drive and energy. Like, dude, this is Tom Brady's maybe his last season. We need to put everything on the field. So I think they have a little bit more energy in them than the Browns will. So yeah, um, I went Bucks. Yeah, they were supposed to be Super Bowl contenders. Yeah. And that's kind of changed at this point, but it probably hasn't changed for all of their guys, especially after getting a couple wins now, having a bye week. To them, they might honestly feel like they can be contenders by the end of the season if they keep building on what they've got going for them. Exactly. All they need is this momentum to keep going. They've got, they had a bye week. They had a couple wins before that. I hope this bye week did not ruin that momentum because they need to use this momentum to keep going. I think we got a full house on Bucks. Um, so, yeah, that'll be a good game. Next game, we got Bengals at Titans. This one was actually kind of tough for me. 
Um, I'm excited to hear your thoughts. Yeah, I picked the Titans, and it's just because I like Mike Vrabel. I think his team comes ready to play most weeks, and the Bengals are just a team that you don't really know if they're ever ready to play. They come in some weeks, and they look like a playoff team, and then they come in other weeks, and they look like one of the worst teams you've ever seen. So, yeah, I just have more faith in the Titans. I think they're the more consistent team. The Bengals, at their best, are a top 10 team in the league, but the Bengals, at their worst, which we've seen them there, too, they play like a bottom 10 team, whereas the Titans are just a consistently pretty good team. Yeah. And so I I went with the Titans. That's fair. So it sounds like Bengals are kind of boom or bust, um, it sounds like. Like, They don't have that consistency like like the Titans do. Um, I agree with that. And right now, recently, the Bengals have not been doing too good with uh, Jamar Chase being out. They've kind of struggled a little bit with that, with their top wide receiver. He does seem to be questionable. He's not He's not on IR going into this week. He's questionable. He's not for sure that he'll be playing. But even if he's still playing, I still think the Titans have a higher edge on them. I think I picked Titans. Blitz Nation also picked Titans. If it were home for the Bengals and Jamar Chase was fully back and healthy, I might be persuaded to go Bengals. But Bengals do need to win this game. This is a game that Bengals need to win to beat the Titans because Titans are good. Titans, Bengals need this win to beat them. But yeah, I don't think that'll happen. I'm going Titans as well. Next game, we got Texans at Dolphins. Do we need to talk much about this game? Yeah, I picked the Dolphins. Yeah. I think we got a full house on Dolphins. I picked Dolphins. I love Tua. So easy game for us. We all picked Dolphins. Blitz also picked Dolphins. So yeah, great game. Um, Bears, next game. Bears at Jets. So I think we got some... Between me and Blitz Nation, we do not agree. So I'm curious where you are. I'll go first. I picked Jets because I still believe in their defense. I believe their defense will be able to shut down Justin Fields. I don't know if he's going to be back yet in time or not because he did hurt his shoulder at the end of the last uh, last week. So I don't know if he's back. If if Justin Fields is not back, then the Jets are definitely going to take this. If Justin Fields is back, I think it'll be a better fight, but it's home for New York. It's hard to play in New York. The weather conditions might even be bad, but I know the Bears are kind of used to that. But... um. Just with the Jets' defense alone, I think they'll be able to shut out the Bears. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. But, uh, yeah, I chose Jets. Blitz Nation went Bears. I'm curious to hear what you think. I went Jets, and a big part of it is just the uncertainty with Justin Fields. We don't know if he's going to play or not, and we don't know if he plays, if he'll be 100%. And with the Jets, their defense has been really good, and they might be making a QB change this week because Robert Sala would not commit to Zach Wilson as the starter this week. So there might be some competition there. Yeah. He didn't, it was like yesterday, yesterday he was asked and he said that they are not committing to Zach Wilson as the starter for this uh, coming Sunday. So there might be some competition. So if Zach Wilson plays, I think this will be, he's going to be playing like, yeah, yeah, he needs the job. Yeah. And there's also the possibility Joe Flacco plays and their team is kind of set up really well for a guy like Flacco because they have a lot of young receivers that he can spread the ball around to that are pretty good with the ball in their hands. 
And I think the team is kind of set up decently for a veteran quarterback, even one that's a little bit washed like Flacco. He still knows how to play football. And that's not something you can really say for Zach Wilson right now. So yeah, that's, that's one reason. And uh, another reason is just the uncertainty. We don't know if Fields is playing and if he plays, I don't know how well he's going to play. Yeah. If he's going to be 100% or not. No, that's a good point. I think I think Zach Wilson let down a lot of his offense, a lot of his players, and defense. He let down a lot of his team just from that one comment. Whether he meant it or not, I, I don't think it necessarily... I don't know. I'm trying to put myself as devil's advocate. Like I'm trying to put myself in his position. Like He was probably just saying no off the top of his head. Like Maybe he didn't listen to the question fully. Maybe he was just saying, like, no, I mean... Because they asked him, do you think you do you think the offense let down to the defense? And maybe he was just saying no. I mean, I don't know what it was in his head, but like Yeah, he could have heard it backwards. <laughs> but also I did think it was interesting that he hasn't said anything since, True. which normally you would say, even if you meant it in the moment, you would come out and like give some apology, which I gotta say, I respect if he honestly believes that he didn't have anything to do with it and he's not coming out to say, oh, I didn't mean it that way or anything like that. I kind of respect him not saying that. Yeah, I mean, he's standing up for, I guess that's a good point. He's standing up for what he did say, you know, I guess. But my fear is that he let down a lot of his offense and a lot of his players just from coming off of that. Because I I have heard that, like, that kind of upset a lot of players. I'm sure it upset the coach. It, It sounds like it upset the coach enough for him to be like, is Zach Wilson our quarterback? So Yeah, there was a Jets player that had liked a tweet about we need a new quarterback, and then they unliked it and said, guys, I accidentally liked that. I didn't mean to. And <laughs> yeah, I was right. like, oh, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't even remember who it was. I think it was someone on the defense. Uh, but yeah, I've got a buddy that I follow who is a big Jets fan. And so I see all of the Jets drama constantly. Dude. I see their fans uh, reacting to every win. I see Zach Wilson being photoshopped next to Osama bin Laden oh and Hitler because that's apparently apparently Zach Wilson's going to hell for uh, how he's played for the Jets. So, dude, yeah. <laughs> you either love him or you hate him, but yeah. So I'm actually very curious to see now who plays because this, yeah, this is a must win now for the Jets. If if the Jets go into this game and lose to the Bears. I think a lot of people are are they're going to be like, all right, let's get rid of Zach Wilson. Like this, this should be a winnable game for the Jets. So, I'm actually very interested in this game now because yeah, and they've beaten much better teams than the Bears yeah. with Zach Wilson starting. So there's no reason they can't win this game. Yeah, regardless of who's playing, but it is one where if Zach Wilson it gets the start and they lose, it's going to be very very bad for him. Yeah, I'm very curious now on this game. Um, next game, we got Falcons at Commanders. I don't have much to say on this game. It was a pretty easy pick for me. I think the Commanders are doing super well. I'm very, I'm always impressed with Taylor Heineke and how he plays. And yeah, dude, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm not, a, I'm not saying I'm a fan of the Commanders. I'm just a big fan of Taylor Heineke. So I pick Commanders. Blitz also pick Commanders. What do you got? I picked the Commanders. They are playing pretty well. Even when they were playing bad, they weren't playing that bad they were losing close games but i think at this point they're finishing those games out so i don't see why they should lose to a team like the falcons yeah so i mean this game could go either way but like yeah it should be an easy game for the commanders next game we got broncos at panthers another low level game 
Broncos at at Panthers. I don't know. Like this, this is a game I don't care too much about because I mean I love Russell Wilson, but like the Broncos are not doing good. Broncos are three and seven. The Panthers are three and eight. They're both. They've both only won three games. So I don't know. At this point, who do you pick? I picked the Broncos, okay. and I have no solid reasoning to this. <laughs> I just the Broncos. I like I mentioned the Rams are a team that I pick because I'm like, you know, they should be winning. They got to figure it out. And the Broncos are another team where I'm like, they should be winning. But yeah, they're just not. Both these teams are like, dude, we should be winning. So I went Broncos as well, just because Russell Wilson should be the better quarterback in this dang situation. Um, but Blitz Nation thinks otherwise, and they went Panthers. So Panthers have been playing a bit better, but I think they just put Baker back in the starting role, and I yeah. don't really know how he did last week. I just know that they lost. Yeah, he didn't do too well. They put well. up like three points in a loss. Yeah, I mean, I actually like the Panthers better with P.J. Walker. Um, I, I don't think the Panthers are that good with um, with Baker Mayfield, so we'll see We'll see who starts this week, but I'm, I'm picking Broncos. Um, yeah, and Blitz pick Panthers. Next game, we got Ravens at Jaguars. Bro, I'm just going to flat out say it. I'm trying to pick the upset here. Super random. I don't know what was triggering to me for this game, but for some reason, this game, I know the Ravens are way better. The, The Ravens are supposed to beat this team, but for some weird, random reason, I'm just like, bro, I think this is going to be the upset I'm going to pick. I don't know why. But this one's calling out to me, just like how crazy upsets have before. This is my upset of the week. I'm picking Jags over Ravens. Random crazy, I know. I honestly almost, almost picked the Jags, but it's just because I almost expect the Ravens to get upset most weeks. Even though I think they're a pretty good team, they just lose to teams they aren't supposed to all the time. Yeah. But I did pick the Ravens. You know, Lamar's my favorite quarterback. Yeah. I kind of got to pick him to win. Even though a lot of weeks I'm like, uh, they might blow it against this team. But yeah, I, I picked the Ravens. No, I feel you. I feel you on that one. Yeah, I mean, I want the Ravens to win this, but I'm just like, dude, for some reason I'm I'm leaning towards the Jags. Jags have a, a great offense. Ravens defense is kind of hit or miss. Ravens offense is kind of hit or miss. So um, Jags defense, yeah. So like, this game, I think, could be a lot closer than what people might think. Um, but yeah, I'm just, uh, I'm just, I'm swinging for the Jags on this one. And Ravens, sorry, and Blitz Nation also went Ravens. So it's home for the, it's home for the Jags. So we'll see what happens. I think it'll be a crazy game. Um, next, we got Chargers at Cardinals. Dude, is this, um, is this where the Cardinals come back? No, I don't think so. I think <laughs> no. the Chargers. Yeah. I mean, they look, I have no idea who's even favored in this game because the Cardinals are at home. It's a game they probably should win because the Chargers, not that they're bad, but they're not the best team in the league. So it's a game the Cardinals should win, but I picked the Chargers. And maybe it's because I'm secretly hoping that the Cardinals just keep losing and Cliff is out, but... that's. That's yeah. fair. No, that's very fair. So surprising or not, according to ESPN, the Cardinals are favored 62 to 36% to win this game. 
Wow. So pretty high percentage to beat the Chargers. Maybe because it's home. I don't know. That that uh yeah, that didn't seem to help him much this last Monday night against the 49ers. But I mean, we don't even know if um Kyler Murray is playing this Sunday. Do we do we know that? Is Kyler Murray playing this Sunday? Yeah, I don't know. Is it his hamstring? Um I can't remember exactly what it is, but uh, I can't remember what it is either. All I know is he's been close to playing these last couple of weeks, so he's got to be back at this point. But maybe he sits out again. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I mean, maybe. I mean, Warzone just came out recently, so maybe he's like just trying to. Maybe he's just trying to sit out to get some more face time with uh with Warzone. You know, it's a good excuse. Like, oh, I'm injured, and you're just playing Warzone, bro. Like, you know. <laughs> but uh, so yeah. So I picked Chargers. I think we got a full house on Chargers. Um, Blitz also went Chargers. So I would be surprised if the Cardinals came in and won this game. Next game, we got Raiders at Seahawks. Dude, Seahawks coming off of a bye. It's really good. Raiders coming off of a win against the Broncos. I mean, that's not much. I mean, they barely beat the Broncos, so... Raiders are tied for the last position in their division. Seahawks are first are first place in their division. So like this was easy for me, not just because I'm a Seahawks fan, but it's also home for Seattle. Seattle is a hard place to play at. I went Seahawks. Blitz Nation also went Seahawks. Who you got? I went Seahawks. I hey. picked the Raiders to lose just about every week, and I think the Seahawks are a pretty good team. So I got the Seahawks winning. Yeah, I think it'll be a great game. Um Sadly, I will be surprised. I will be surprised if the Seahawks lose this game. I think this is a game. This is an easy game that should fly by. Like we should be already looking to the next game that they're playing. I think this should be an easy game. And the Raiders, um, Raiders have not look been looking that great. So moving forward, next game we got Rams at Chiefs. Easy game, easy pick for me, especially with the stat that I brought up earlier that Mahomes is undefeated in November and December. He is 25 and 0 in all of November um for the last couple of years. So, easy pick for me. I got Chiefs. Blitz Nation got Chiefs. Who you got? I got the Chiefs. I mentioned they're just a team that I'm picking to win every week right now and yeah, uh even against fair. good teams and in this case it's against a team that's not playing too Sucks. well. Yeah. yeah they're so, pretty bad. Yeah, pretty bad. Rams suck. All right, next game we got Saints at 49ers. Was this tough for you? Not so much. I think the Saints are playing. I can't even say they're playing good football. They just had a good week last week. And the Mm -hmm. 49ers are playing better and better each week. I think they're clicking more and more. So I picked the Niners. They should win. It's their home field against a team that's not that good. Yeah, I went the same way. It'd be very. I almost went with the upset on this, but I would be very surprised. I mean, in my heart. I want the 49ers to lose to make the Seahawks have a higher advantage, you know? Like I I need this 49ers to lose. But um with my brain like picking this game, I think the four I'm predicting the 49ers to win this game just cuz they're a better team than the Saints. They should win this game. It should be an easy easy game. Um home for the 49ers. Blitz Nation also pick 49ers, so yeah, should be a great game. Next game we got Packers at Eagles, bro. This, I don't know. Is this a, this is Sunday night football. Is this a great matchup or not? 
I mean, it could be a good game depending on what Packers team shows up and the fact that the Eagles kind of played down to their competition, I think. But I picked the Eagles. I think they should win this game. And they didn't have the best week this past week. They barely beat the Colts. And then the week before, they lost. Who they lose to? The Commanders. Yeah. So yeah, I think they've had some not so great games, and this is a week that they really need to play well, especially in front of their home crowd. So I got them winning this one. Yeah, um, I'm I'm not a believer at all in the Packers. Packers right now are four and seven. I'm just not believing in them. I don't think they'll even make it to the playoffs this year. If they do make it to the playoffs, they need to start winning right now. Like this is when they need to start winning. But I don't think they will. Um, I think the Eagles will take it. It's home for the Eagles. I got Eagles, but Blitz Nation win Packers. Interesting. Is that what? Yeah. Why is that interesting? I think it's just interesting. And it might just be, I mentioned how it's hard to pick the Giants right now because it's hard to imagine that they're good. And it might be the same where it's one, hard to imagine that the Packers are bad. And two, hard to imagine that the Eagles are good. Not that they've been terrible in recent years, but they've been kind of mediocre for at least the last couple of years. So I think the idea of them beating a team that has historically been very good is maybe just a stretch for some people. And that's yeah. fair. Yeah, no, that's very fair. Like at the beginning of the season, seeing this matchup on paper, I probably would have picked the Packers, you know? Because like like you said, statistically and with the history and everything, the Packers should be a better team than they are right now, but because they're not, yeah, this might be an easy game for the Eagles. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Blitz went Packers. We'll see what happens. Last game of the week, wrapping up week 12, we have Steelers at Colts. I don't know. This one was kind of a toss-up for me. This is like, it's like two teams. Steelers are 3-7. and seven. Colts are 4-6-1 and one with the tie. So, like, I don't know. I'm curious to know who you went with. Neither team is really playing for that much right now, other than the fact that the Colts have an interim head coach who, not to say he's coaching for his job, but at the same time, if they finish out the season really strong, he probably gets their coaching job going forward. And then you got Matt Ryan, who I think he doesn't really want his career to be over after this season. And if it finishes out poorly or if he gets benched, he's almost forced to retire or just be a career backup for the last couple of years of his career, which may be a tough pill to swallow. So I think you got a quarterback who is pretty motivated in Indianapolis. Now on the other side, of course you got Kenny Pickett who's trying to prove himself for the Steelers yeah, and wants to show that he can be that franchise guy, but the Colts are at home. I think they have a coach that needs to prove it and a quarterback that, both wants to prove it and can prove it because I still have some faith in Matt Ryan. Yeah. So I picked the Colts. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I also picked Colts, but I think this is a game the Steelers need to win. Mike Tomlin, he's definitely the better coach. One of the best coaches in the league. Um, I definitely would put, put, I definitely put him in the top five uh, as really good coaches. I love Mike Tomlin. I've loved him forever for a while now. Um, Steelers though, Kenny Pickett, I think they, they need this game to win. The Steelers need to win this game, not to win it, to like make it to the playoffs or anything, but to like prove that they're, 
that they are the Steelers. I think the Steelers are kind of on that same level as the Packers where they have that history of being a really good team. The Steelers are tied for the most Super Bowl trophies of all time. They're tied with the Patriots. So Steelers are a great team. Um, History-wise, I think this year with them being so low, they need this game to win, to get back in the loop and be like, all right, like Steelers are still the Steelers, but... Right now, their record doesn't reflect that. So, But I, I went Colts hoping that the Steelers can prove me wrong. Blitz Nation, though, Blitz Nation did go Steelers. Interesting. So, I also yeah. think Jonathan Taylor finally had a really big week this past week. So there's part of me that, as a fantasy owner, is hoping that carries over. And I feel like it actually could. I think they've just had so much influx in their offense as far as Taylor going out then coming back, Pittman going out, them switching their quarterbacks, them switching their coaches. So I'm hoping that there's some stability and that lets Jonathan Taylor have some actual consistent productivity out there. And I think that's going to help him on the field overall, just that consistency. Yeah, no, I'm right there with you. I agree with that. We'll see what happens, bro. But thank you for getting in your picks, Caleb. Thank you, Blitz Nation, for getting in your weekly picks for week 12. Stick with us. Um, get in your weekly picks next week so that we can um so we can keep doing this. We love having your guys' participation. So thank you guys up to this point for being with us 12 freaking weeks. I can't believe it. Um I don't I can't even do math. I think we're like are we over the hump of halfway through the season? Because like in regular season, what that's like what 18 games um plus playoffs. I think we're we're over that halfway point, right? Yeah. 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 So Anyways, this wraps up week 12 picks. Um, can't wait to see how this all comes out. And dude, I don't know about you, but I'm ready for some bench or ball. Oh yeah, I'm ready. Dude, let's get it. Bench or ball. You're listening to Bench or Ball on the Blitz Bros Podcast. All right, my guys, we are bringing back bench or ball. I'm so sorry that it's been a fat minute. We've just had so many instances where like life has been busy. And this, this is one of the first segments that we just unfortunately drop if we need to cut something so to make our episodes shorter. But luckily, because Jordan's not with us, thank heavens, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> just kidding. Because Jordan's not with us, um, nah. I, I just, I thought it'd be appropriate to bring it back because why not bring it back this week, you know? So the first player that I recommend benching for this week in fantasy football is wide receiver Tyler Boyd for the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, my reasoning behind that is because if Jamar Chase is back, that bumps Tyler Boyd to third string, kind of because you got Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Tyler Boyd. So... um if Jamar Chase comes back, I would I personally would not roster Tyler Boyd. Um, he's been having some okay weeks here and there, but um, just with Jamar Chase coming back, I wouldn't risk it. So I'd bench because this week everyone's playing. There are no no one's on a buy. So all if all of your players are healthy, everyone's available to play. Tyler Boyd would not be my first pick. So um, that's who I would bench. Nice, right on. Yeah, dude. Um, so with ball, this person, I got balling out this week, running back, Tony Pollard, 
for the Cowboys, dude. He has been going off these last couple weeks. He's always going off, like with or without Ezekiel. Tony Pollard is always in good conversation in fantasy football. But recently with Ezekiel Elliott being um, a little injured, kind of questionable, a little bit like here and there, not playing at his best full potential for these last couple weeks, Tony Pollard is like, all right, bet. Put me in, and I'm going to win us some games with some great football. So Tony Pollard, if you were able, if you got lucky, if you're able to pick him up in fantasy football, definitely ball out with him this week against the Giants. I think he's going to do phenomenal. He's definitely a must ball out for me. He's pretty much locked up that running back one spot for the Cowboys. And I think he's been better than Elliott for not just this season, but most of last season, he was the better running back of the two. And yeah. he's on fire right now. And he's they're kind of just riding the hot hand. So he's a guy yeah. that, yeah, he's going to ball this week and he might be balling out for the rest of the year. Dude, exactly. I love that. And so with that being said, you definitely got to play him this week. Like if he's on your bench going into this week, you should probably just quit football because like you're dumb. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, next guy, I highly suggest benching this week. Believe it or not, this might be a hot take. DeAndre Swift. He's a, uh, I think, would you say Jamal Adams, the, the other running back in that backfield, would you say he has now slipped into that running back one position? Kind of like ta- Tony Pollard over DeAndre Swift? I, yeah, I mean, I, I guess... Uh... I haven't really followed the lines close enough. I've just seen kind of the fluctuation of the numbers between the two guys. So it definitely seems like Swift isn't getting a consistent workload at this point in yeah. time. So Yeah, I don't I don't know if he I don't know if it's because he's been injured most of the season, DeAndre Swift. So I don't know if it's because he just hasn't fully come back from that injury, but Jamal Adams has been healthy all season. He has had some bust, um, some bust games um, throughout the season, but Jamal Adams, sorry, Jamal Williams is on a hot. He's got hot hands right now. He is putting points on the board with DeAndre Swift still in that same backfield, and so I think they're leaning a lot more on those hot hands of Jamal Williams. That I am not confidently playing DeAndre Swift if I've got him. Um, just because they seem to be running the ball. If they're if they're in the red zone, they're giving it to Jamal Williams. So I'm not super confident in DeAndre Swift right now. That makes sense. Yeah. Next next player I got balling out this week, dude. You got if you play him, you put him in your lineup. Chris Godwin, wide receiver for the Tampa Bay Bucks. I love Chris. Sometimes I love him more than um Mike Evans. Mike Evans is a hot is a hot player in the end zone, in the back of the end zone. But Chris Godwin is so good on those long bombs, getting open, always getting the ball, just flushing it out to Chris Godwin. I love Chris Godwin. He is a consistent, if you're looking for a consistent wide receiver, he is that guy. He's always, he doesn't need to always be scoring touchdowns to be getting you points on fantasy. Like some receivers, some players rely on touchdowns to get you good points. Chris Godwin's always getting the ball. He's always open, always getting points for you. Touchdowns or not, he's getting you points. I got him as balling out this week against the against the Browns. It should be a really big matchup for them. Like, you know, we were just saying how big that game is for the Bucs. So I would not be surprised to see Tom Brady lighting it up, which you know, yeah. 
Yeah, Mike Evans hasn't been having the hottest games recently, but with them coming off of a bye, I think Chris Godwin is going to go all out. Um, the last player of this segment that I would highly suggest benching is wide receiver DJ Moore. Does that surprise you? A little bit, but at the same time with the quarterback situation, I think it makes sense. Yeah, so it's surprising because he is such a good wide receiver. I love DJ Moore. He's one of those guys, just like Chris Godwin, you bomb it down the field. DJ Moore is running to that ball and catching it and getting a touchdown. DJ Moore is the best wide receiver on the Panthers offense. He is the one of the best in the whole NFL, um, I would say. That might be a hot take, but he is in a sucky situation for some reason, whenever Baker Mayfield plays, he does not get the ball to DJ Moore. I don't know why. I don't I don't understand it. But whenever Baker Mayfield's playing, DJ Moore does not produce in fantasy. I don't know why. Like, I don't know why Justin or Baker Mayfield's not getting him the ball. I feel like there's a lot of guys that don't play as well when Baker Mayfield's playing. Yeah. <laughs> just be that he kind of It's sucks. not just DJ Moore for sure. But if Baker Mayfield's playing, you don't ball with DJ Moore. I'm sorry. So with that reason, if Baker Mayfield's playing this week, you do not play DJ Moore because DJ Moore gets maybe one or two catches. Like it's, it's not good. So, and with them going against the Broncos this week, yeah, who knows? But, um, my last player balling out this week. Oof. I feel honored playing this on the list, dude. I feel honored putting this on the list. Wide receiver, Tyler Lockett. I love my guy, Tyler Lockett. I could have put DK Metcalf, but like Tyler Lockett being the wide receiver too for the Seahawks, he's one of those guys as well. Little, fast, like he's short, fast, but is always getting open. He doesn't need to rely on getting touchdowns every week because he's always getting the ball. He's he's just like Chris Godwin, always consistent, always getting open. You can always count on Tyler Lockett to get the ball from Geno Smith and whether he scores touchdowns or not. Like with D, with um, DK Metcalf, I love DK Metcalf. I'm probably his biggest fan. But DK Metcalf recently with Geno and the offense, you really got to rely on DK Metcalf to get those touchdowns, to get you enough points in fantasy. With Tyler Lockett, he's always getting the ball. It's always getting flushed out to him. Short passes, long passes. Tyler Lockett's always getting past the ball. So... I think that's an obvious pick. It might be even too obvious to put in this segment, but if you got Tyler Lockett, you're balling him this week. Yeah, for sure. I think against the Raiders defense especially, it should be. Oh, yeah. That yeah. was another reason why. Because I had a couple other players like Keenan, or no, um, um, Mike Williams, a couple other players where I was like, oh, I could put him in this spot. But I was like, no. Tyler Lockett going against the Las Vegas Raiders defense, which is terrible. You're putting in Tyler Lockett. Yeah, dude. So I know that you you also kind of prepared some players. Like, feel free to bring them up. So I just have a few, and I'll fly through them really, really quick. One of the first ones is Gerald Everett, the tight end for the Chargers. Okay. Which the interesting thing, he's actually questionable. So definitely don't ball if he's uh, not playing. But if he so plays... Are you saying that to ball with him or to bench? I'm him? saying to ball. And the reason is okay. the Cardinals defense gives up a ton of points to tight ends, whether yes. it's like a go-to tight end or just an average, average tight end. And Gerald Everett's a guy that depending on what league you're in, he may not even be rostered on every team. 
So, uh, or if he's just like your backup tight end and you aren't really liking the matchup for your go-to guy, I think Gerald Everett has a very good matchup against the Cardinals defense. They are pretty good against wide receiver ones, but they gave up some of the most points in the league to tight ends, regardless of who the tight end is. So I would definitely keep an eye out for Gerald Everett. Uh, just keep an eye on his injury status as well with that one. But I would ball with Gerald Everett if he's playing. Dude, I'm a big fan of Gerald Everett. He was on the Seahawks last year, loved him. Um, he didn't produce as much on the Seahawks, but I still think he's really good. Um, I love, Like I said, I love Gerald Everett. Um, I think he's a great tight end. I think that's a great pick, especially especially uh, going against the Cardinals defense, who is not a great defense um, with tight ends. But um, yeah, like for example, if you have Darren Waller as your tight end um, for the rate, he's on the Raiders. He is he's on IR. He's been injured for a while. So if you're if you're in between tight ends, he's actually my go to because in a couple leagues, I'm in between tight ends because of injured tight ends. Um, so yeah, I've got Gerald Everett in a couple leagues as well. So I'm on board with that, dude. Yeah. And then the for my bench. I would say bench Kirk Cousins. We just talked about he's not great in primetime games. His record is bad. His numbers aren't as terrible on Thursday games, but his record is bad. In this case, he's against a very, very good defense. I don't think it's going to be as bad as as his performance against the Cowboys was, but I'm also not looking for a total bounce back from him. I think he'll maybe put up some decent numbers, but he's not going to light the world on fire, and you can't really afford to start a guy at quarterback that's not lying the world on fire. So I say bench Kirk Cousins. I don't like the matchup and I'm not expecting a, a major bounce back for him quite yet. Dude, that's actually I'm glad you said that. And that's actually a good thing to really look into because um I actually have Kirk Cousins in one of my other leagues and I'm like deciding do I play him or do I not? So you know what? I'm gonna take that advice. I'm not gonna play him. So yeah, hopefully I don't screw you over on that one. If but he I... <laughs> loses me the game because you gave me that advice, bro, you're not coming back on. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so guys, take that advice. Caleb is a freaking whiz. Um, but yeah, no, I appreciate you bringing that up. I'm definitely gonna look into that for sure, guys. Thank you for being with us on our bench ball segment. I am so glad we brought it back. I love it. One of my favorite parts about this segment, to be honest, is uh, Parker's voice uh like his voiceover that he created for this part i this is one of my favorite voiceover segments like it's actually mine too anytime i think of like the voices for your podcast it's one of the first ones i think of because like dude it's it's just fire bench or ball like i love it i don't know what it is it's it's one of my favorites dude it's my favorite and that's why i'm so sad that we haven't we haven't had it in these last few weeks so yeah dude i freaking love it so i'm glad you like it too dude right now we're gonna end with our qb blitz so let's get right into it dude the QB Blitz. All right, guys, for a QB Blitz, I'm excited to end with this segment, bro. So going into week 12, I've got Jimmy G. I'm blitzing at Jimmy G this week. Um, first off, because 49ers have been doing really well. Jimmy G, for in my personal history, I've never been his biggest supporter. I'm not the biggest fan of Jimmy G. But the, the way the 49ers are playing and the way that he's stepping up and playing pretty well, actually, like he's he's normally mediocre, but right now he's playing for playoff mode. I think he's got that extra kick in him. I think his team is kicking him to be better. 
I think his team really is making him better. So 49ers at home this week against the Saints. That's why I'm blitzing at Jimmy G. I think he's going to have a phenomenal game in fantasy, um, just in regular gameplay, like in real life. Like I think he's going to be a great guy to blitz at this week. I'm excited to blitz at Jimmy G this week. Who you got, Caleb? So this week I am blitzing at Matt Ryan, who I already talked a bit about. He doesn't have the best matchup in terms of the Steelers have one of the best pass rushes in the league now with TJ Watt back from injury, but they have given up a lot of yardage to other teams passing offenses. So I'm looking at Matt Ryan to put up a pretty good game. He was a little bit, not to say mild this past week, but he didn't put up the best numbers. It was just an okay week. Their offense did okay. And he did just okay. But I think despite the pass rush of the Steelers, that he'll be able to air it out a bit more against their secondary, especially with Minka Fitzpatrick. I believe he's still out. I thought he was put on the short-term IR. But yeah, I'm looking at him to have a pretty solid week. And I think him having the starting job back, and it might be kind of a guaranteed thing for the rest of the season for him. As long as he's healthy, I think he's got the job. So I think there's less uncertainty for him. He's able to just play and be himself. And he's actually formed a decent connection with some of his teammates at this point, uh, namely Jonathan Taylor being the most important guy to have a connection with. And so I think he's rolling okay right now, and I'm looking for him to have a solid week this week. So I'm blitzing at Matt Ryan. I think that there's some good stuff going for him in Indianapolis, and I, I, I'm, I'm just curious to see how it plays out this week. Yeah, no, I love that. I'm, I'm glad you're blitzing at him. And, um, yeah, I'm excited to see how he does it in at home against the Steelers. I think it's going to be a great game. So thank you for getting with us, um, your QB blitz and dude, I just, I cannot thank you enough. I cannot appreciate you enough for being with us this week, two weeks back to back. And you've been with us, um, a few weeks ago prior. Thank you for joining us and filling in for Jordan. Um, Jordan definitely is missed and is irreplaceable, but Caleb, thank you for for being here and being with us. Um, Man, I can't tell you how much we love and appreciate you, bro. I seriously, I say it every time I'm on that I love being on here, and it's true. I really do. I always love talking to you. I love talking football. It's just, uh, it's one of the highlights of my week. So, uh, and hey, as for Jordan, I know we had some jabbing early in the episode about Jordan, but <laughs> really, we I love I love having Jordan on here. I love talking to him, and I love listening to your guys's episodes there's just the two of you i love hearing both of you talk i think jordan's always got some really awesome insight that he adds so yeah he's always got that he's always got that texas accent like however <laughs> like, there would be no one tech. else in the world that could tell you the nfc east is the only division where every single team has won a super bowl no dude, that is indispensable knowledge <laughs> <laughs> it's like a the knowledge that like i don't know like no one cares about just well it's like when i'm talking about like cliff kingsbury i guess <laughs> so it's like it's like relevant to me being like dude caleb you're so good at gobbling yourself you know like <laughs> no it's one like if we to took a that. whole two minutes of this episode to talk about gobbling <laughs> and to talk know, about Pete carol gobbling <laughs> we need to be done with this gobble crap bro <laughs> Thank you for being on with this episode. Guys, go out there and have a good, happy, gobble Thanksgiving. Go out there and gobble your lights out, dude. Like, have a great 
turkey bowl have a great thanksgiving be very thankful for your life thankful for football thankful for anything for family friends be thankful as much as you can today because i mean what else what else can you be thankful for you know football family friends like all those f's all the f words go out there and be thankful for the biggest f words out there dude yeah for sure i mean again like hope you guys have a great thanksgiving uh, thank you for tuning in very thankful to even be here so yeah yeah dude i hope you don't feel like a substitute teacher you're not a substitute for me for jordan you're just you're one of our best guests so i'd like to think i'm one of the cool subs like if i am a substitute teacher (laughs) like i had some that just let me run wild in the classroom so i'd like to think i'm like that's the cool sub I love having substitute teachers in college and high school. So like, I hope our Blitz Nation like loves our best substitute teacher right here. But I hope you don't feel like one, but you're definitely the best out there, bro. Freaking love you. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, Blitz Nation. We got a great episode coming at you next week. Some great matchups. And let me just remind you guys, I got some stellar news to share with you guys next week. So tune in next week for some amazing life-changing news I cannot wait to bring up. And we'll have an amazing guest with us next week, our bro, Parker Kane, the guy who brings us our sick beats and segments and voiceovers. So guys, the one and only beatboxer Parker Kane will be with us next week. Can't freaking wait. We're going to have a great episode week 13 next week. Let's freaking get it. Guys, peace out. Have a great Thanksgiving. Gobble, gobble. Thanks for listening to another episode of Blitz Bros. Let's go Blitz Nation. We'll see you next time. Thank you guys for listening. Follow us on Instagram at Blitz Bros Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Blitz Bros Pod. And we want to give a special thank you to our close friend, Parker Kane, for giving us these boss segment voiceovers. If you want fire voiceover segments just like these, hit up Parker Kane at parkerkane.co.